Nigeria stocks hit a fresh new high. From over 1,200 cities and 130 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. 2023 has been a bittersweet year for Ghana. While the country is beginning to recover from the economic nosedive it took in 2022, the residual effect is still being felt by the government and the locals. From being locked out of the capital markets indefinitely to high cost of living, Ondiro Oganga has a roundup of the year's events and later talks to Idem Kojo, a broadcast journalist, contextualizing the extent of damage and the possibility of recovery. In 2019, Ghana was a rising star of Africa. Not only did it have the best performing currency against the dollar, it had an economy growing steadily backed by gold, oil and cocoa. The administration under President Nana Dudanko Kufuado had made it clear that Ghana is a wealthy country that does not need to depend on aid to succeed. We are not going to the IMF. Whatever we do, we are not. The consequences are there. We are a proud nation. We have the resources. We have the capacity. Don't let anybody tell you. To a large extent, they were walking the talk. However, not long after in 2020, the clouds of economic turmoil began gathering and shortly after, the rain began battering the economy. The local currency went from being the best performing currency to the worst and debt to GDP hit a record high of 80%, while 50% of revenue went into debt servicing. Inflation hit a new high of over 50% and IMF was the only option. Some of us actually did indicate that the direction in which the economy was traveling and the way things were being managed, including things to do with corruption, which would manifest in things like the award of public contracts, was ultimately going to lead us to uh, a ditch and a place where you have no other option but to seek the, the IMF. The problems of Ghana run too deep that a $3 billion bailout was not enough to resuscitate the economy. The country has defaulted on some of its international loans. Local investors have also taken a 30% pay cut and the government is unable to pay pensioners. One of the characteristics of Ghana that's been disappointing, particularly for the investors that we do speak to, is the fact that these fiscal crises seem to be recurring. Typically, though, they do occur in the run-up to an election. And as we know, Ghana has a four-year cycle. So when the current administration came into office in 2016, they had to clean up the fiscal uh, situation and bring down a deficit uh, uh, dramatically. Our, as I mentioned earlier, the current... Uh, um, fiscal situation the current finds itself in, which is resulting in these austere um, measures on the ground, is due to external um, factors comba- compounding the um, the current vulnerabilities in the um, economy. The trickle-down effect is that local Ghanaians are unable to make ends meet since their purchasing power has been cut by half. I used to buy oil in bulk, but now... I'm even struggling to buy one. Maggie, 12, 13 cities, 18 cities now. You understand? Everything. The last time I got uh, a jar is one of the spices I use in preparing my jollof. Very, very, very difficult. <laughs> 
Following the tumultuous year for the Ghanaian economy and Ghanaians at large, I talk to Adam Kojo, a broadcast journalist in Ghana, and I begin by asking him how detrimental or beneficial, so to say, has the government's default been to the economy and the people at large? Some will see this default has rather brought some uh, confidence into the economy. And uh, I'll see that because... Ghana spends about 30% of its um, expenditure on debt servicing. And so by able or by virtue of being able to hold back on this interest payment, it saved foreign currency that was able to uh, show up the reserves of the country and help stabilize stabilize the city um, or the local currency, which is the city. The downside about this, however, was that by virtue of a hold up in the international market. Uh, Ghana has been forced to borrow more from the local market, albeit at higher rates for its interest rate. Another downside is that by virtue of um, the halting of payment of some of its interest rates, a number of projects in the country have also been halted because until that negotiation is done, uh, government is not likely to get inflows to supports or to finalize and finish some of its projects that it has started. Well, Adam, that is interesting to hear because the IMF approved a bailout package for Ghana after a long and torturous negotiation process. What kind of financial relief has the package offered the government so far? Basically, government has used that for a balance of payment. So um, at the beginning of the 2023 financial year, uh, government, after doing its calculations, realized that the country was going to be in some deficit. So this amount that came from the IMF has been used to basically support the the economy or support uh, government expenditure and also has been used to uh, serve as a buffer for the economy in terms of foreign exchange. So this year in general, uh, what has been is that the country has not really had a tumultuous uh, currency depreciation like it did in 2022. In fact, since February up until now, the entire depreciation of the CD has not been up to a 10%. Whilst last year, between February and up until the end of the year, the CD, the local currency depreciated by over 50%. So that is uh, some that has happened over there. Then one might assume that this is trickling down to the ordinary Ghanaian. From your interactions in your day-to-day storytelling, what's the general sentiment of Ghanaians about the economy and the state of the nation? People see um, the tangibles are not felt. So when they move, go into the markets, uh, try getting access to credits from the banks, they still get it at very high rates. Price of goods uh, although inflation is easing, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that price of goods have fallen. As we close this year, we are ushering in 2024, which is an election year. How are economic issues going to shape, make or break the elections, particularly the presidential elections? In fact, um, the vice president, um, Dr. Mamoudou Baumia, who is now the candidate of the ruling government ahead of the next election, um, is actually going to face a lot of criticism because he had been touted largely as a successful economist who knew how to run the economy and had done so well 
in his first term of office. However, considering how the economy regionally collapsed this current this current term of his or of his government, um, it becomes a very big issue as to whether he's the man that can help uh, the country uh, into the next uh, phase of its of its uh, into the next phase of the economy. So that is one interesting thing that is very very important. And so this is a make or break for his candidature next year outside of politics what are the forecasts going into next year are we likely to see inflation ease are we likely to see lower monetary policy rates better credit rating from international agencies and maybe ghana going back to the capital markets to borrow for example they are looking at bringing the inflation rate down to 15 percent um, although this the president says his target is to at least hit single digits the official target from the ministry is 15 percent also the country says is hoping to see the economy grow by some 2.8 percent interestingly this is 0.1 percent higher than the target the imf has set for the country and so uh, these are some interesting things that uh, <laughs> the country is looking at on policy rate the point is once inflation is able to drop under 20 percent we expect policy rate to reduce uh, significantly from the 30 percent it is currently and then when it comes to the capital market or not when it comes to the capital market and all that what economists see and expect that until all external negotiations are finalized and some payments um, are made to bring trust into the external market ghana may not go to the capital markets probably in the next two or three years. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Nigeria Stock Exchange or Share Index touched a fresh record level of 71,866 on December 6th, marking the second straight session of gains, reflecting investor confidence towards listed companies. The main support came from stocks linked to consumer goods, namely FBN Holdings, Coronation Insurance, Access Holdings, and UBA. The Nigerian stock market has experienced a notable increase in valuation since the inauguration of the new administration under President Bola Tinubu on May 29th on the back of a series of market-friendly reforms. And a quick trip around Africa. The Bank of Uganda left its benchmark interest rate steady at 9.5% during its meeting on December 6th, 2023, keeping borrowing costs and change for a second consecutive time. Policymakers noted that inflation continued to moderate, reflecting the tight monetary and fiscal policies, good crop harvest due to improved weather conditions, relative exchange rate stability, as well as declining global inflation. The annual inflation rate in Uganda increased slightly to 2.6% in November 2023, from 2.4% in October, while co-inflation remained unchanged at 2%, still below the central bank's medium-term target of 5%. Inflation is projected to remain below 5% in the near term, but return to a target in the medium term, while co-inflation is seen averaging 25 to 5% in the financial year 2023-2024, up from 2 to 3% estimated in October, mainly due to higher energy prices in the near term. Meanwhile, economic growth is projected at 6% in the financial year 2023-2024, before reaching between 6% and 7% in the medium term. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at K Financial. And you can find me at With The Dome.